Welcome back to the show, everybody. The Super Bowl just ended, but our Super Bowl is not for eight more weeks. That's right. It's WrestleMania season, and we're counting down our favorite WrestleMania moments. Time to do our favorite pastime and uh, point at this WrestleMania sign again. Just, you know, don't let it burn down this time. <laughs> it's me, as always, with my tag team partner, Michael. Hey, what's up? Hey. So during the show, we will be stating additional facts that you may or may not have known already that we just happen to have come across on the web over the years. It's the fun front that count, guys. During every episode, we discussed the WrestleMania at this moment as we were rated by the card. The roster, what impact did it have on pop culture, and is it rewatchable by giving it a unique rating system, such as how many videotapes out of 10 would we give it and would we take it with us to school to have our friends watch it during the free class or an elective? We are obviously going to bend the rules a bit moving forward, but so far, this is the roadmap we're going with on how to discuss this. So with that in mind, welcome to WrestleMania 3. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, this is your WrestleMania. I'm I'm the co-host here, so you go ahead. So first we have Vince McMahon opening up the show. Mm-hmm. Welcome to WrestleMania three. He does his thing. Yep. Uh, opens it up with the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, singing America the Beautiful, who almost missed the show. Back number one, almost missed the show because there was traffic. Because surprise, surprise, Vince restricted pay-per-view access in the state of Michigan. And the only way to watch the show was to go to the event, and it was sold out. Imagine how much money he would have gotten with pay-per-view buy rates if he hadn't done that. Yeah, and the fact that he filled up the Silver Dome. He sold it out, and then he said... If you want to watch this, you have to come to the show. Yeah. So, you know, everybody that wanna try and look for the pay-per-view at home is like, no pay-per-view. You had to miss it, or they had to wait another twenty years to watch it on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. Commentators for WrestleMania three were Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Remember those guys those guys? Of course. Special guest, though. You remember the special guest? Special guest um, commentator? Yeah. I believe it was Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight, who still looks the same. And Bob Uecker? There you go. Who I know from um, um, the baseball parody movies, Major League. Yeah, right. (laughs) But that's that's all I know him from. So they were doing rock wrestling before, you know, we... A lot of a lot of people think that the Hollywood connection to rock started in the Attitude Era, but it was way back when. Yeah, the rock and roll, rock and wrestling connection. Yeah, right. Even uh, um, girls rock just want to have fun. Those were the days. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, yeah. Um, who else? Lou Albano. Lou Albano, like, yeah. Remembering him trying to in um, Cindy Lauper's video. Yeah. 
yeah, the first match um, started off the show, the Canon Connection, Canada-America Connection. Rick Martin and Tom Zank, though I have no idea who that guy was. Apparently, he was a guy that was dating Rick Martel's um, sister-in-law. And he looked just like him for some reason that is weird to me. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, back then, I thought I didn't when the Can-Am connection, I didn't know the difference between the Can-Am connection and the uh, Strike Four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's they wore the same crazy. colors that you know the white underwear. I honestly, I didn't know that there was a difference until later in my life, and I was like, "Oh, that's not Tito Santana." Yeah, I thought that was like, "Who's Tom?" I know yeah. Tito Santana is supposed to be in there. Yeah, I know Tito Santana. Not yeah. until next year. Um, so Rick Martel, I who I know as a big heel. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania three, I didn't watch the entire thing when I was young. The only match I ever watched there was uh, the Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, and that was right. because it was on repeat. And yeah. and it's on and every greatest me, WrestleMania hits video there is. Right. Everything. And then, like, I've always known Rick Martel as a heel. Mm, the guy the with model, the model, yeah. Model. Yeah, the model Rick Martel. Yeah. I've always known him as a heel. And seeing him as a face here, it's like, wow, really? Uh, Canon Connection, Rick Martel and Tom Zank going up against the Magnificent, the Magnificent Morocco and Pa Orton, Cowboy yeah, Randy Bob Orton Senior. <laughs> Randy Orton's papa. <laughs> um, also, a little tiny fact, I guess, all these matches besides Hogan and Randy Savage's were short. Like, I saw it'd be like a long, yeah. long they would be like a long matches, but no, they're like at least five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. short matches. What a way to stick to the fans there, Vince. Hey, you came to watch this, but it's over. Yeah, because I did watch it recently. Um, and I was surprised, like, the matches were short. There was a lot of matches, ten, at least 10, if I'm not mistaken, which a lot okay. of. Yeah, it was. I mean, they were short, and I love how they were short. Short, yeah. At the same time, like, okay, why are we uh, spending a hundred thousands of dollars for a short match? Especially back then, it's just like, okay, cool, it's match over, great. Well, but nowadays so, it doesn't even you don't even realize, but like a lot of the pay per views now, they'll have like five or six matches. They're just so long, and there's so much filler in between. You know, yeah, a lot of yeah. cut scenes and whatever you want to call it. So, I, I like these, I said, I watched it recently. I thought it was cool, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these guys are legends, correct? Well, I would say so. Yeah, they're they're in the Hall of Fame for the most for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole part. roster of WrestleMania three, I would say, is pretty much in the Hall of Fame. Morocco is a huge guy. I had this in my notes. Like, damn, Morocco's a huge guy. I, I was, I oh, never yeah, seen was... him before. But it was such a short match. Um, I was hoping to see Bob Orton compete and actually wrestle because you know Gorilla Monsoon kept hyping him up, mm. saying he's like a technical wrestler, this technical wrestler, that. Right. Even at one point, calling him the excellence of execution, and I was like, wait, isn't it? Which I was surprised about that because yeah. I, I mean, I. I was young back then, but I'd never, even looking back on tapes, I never knew uh, Bob Orton to be a technical 
he was always just a good heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was that mm-hmm. technical of a wrestler. And there were like a few spots here and there. Like, sure, okay, yeah. he wants to tag in, he tags in, does a few moves, and then gets hit again. And then um, at one point, Morocco accidentally punched Orton and allowed yeah. Martin to, Martel to pin him. Right. But then he doesn't try to break the count. He doesn't even try to break the count, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, just since he's like, oh, no, he's going to pin him. Like, break Maybe. the count, dude. Maybe he hit him too hard. No, but yeah, no, he. Um, I think that was probably the highlight of the match. It was. Uh, eh, I, I, yeah, I didn't see it. Like, it didn't do anything for me. It was an excellent, you know, hey, the first match. Um, let's get this out of the way already. <laughs> and that's really how you start a pay per view with just the. Uh, mm-hmm two guys there and then that's it not uh, you know what was supposed to be a main event well, this, yeah. this show now this show now would have been like Hulk Hogan was on the in the first match <laughs> <laughs> and then Randy Savage versus Steamboat and the last I can was see that beautiful. I can see that everything else in between but they'd only have like five matches though yeah, they, well, <laughs> they, they do now. That's what they have, like, five matches. They'd so, all be 15 minutes, and then they'd have a bunch of, uh, you know. What was the third most awesome match in this uh, card? That, you know, that that the third most awesome match in the card would definitely go to the opening, not the opening, but the, the kickoff. That would have to be the Dream Team, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Bruce Beefcake against the Rojo Brothers. Definitely there. And if it's for the tag titles, yeah, that's going on the mm. kickoff loop. Like, nope, you're not going to see this match at all in favor of you. I'm actually happy to hear that. I was like the only person my age, whenever I to people, I like Greg the Hammer Valentine, they'd be like, who? Right. So I'm, okay. I'm glad that you say that. Greg the Hammer Valentine, even as a 10, 11 year old, I thought he was cool. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, I'm not into his stuff. I was like, oh, okay. He's just a regular basic wrestler, and, but his nickname's The Hammer. And you see why he's called The Hammer during the matches. He just freaking bashes you in the um, chest with his hammer. Yeah. But I'm like, glad oh, you say that. Because <laughs> honestly, like, even if I could meet him, oh, like, I could imagine, like, if they had a WrestleCon or something, if he was there, I'm sure a lot of people would, wouldn't even recognize him, but I would be, like, I would sit like an hour. Like, I would love to talk to Greg the Hammer Valentine, even more. The, obviously, The Rock's there, okay, but I, Koi, The Rock, oh, my God, ah, The Rock. But if <laughs> Hammer Valentine's there, if he was like, hey, will you sit with me for an hour? Hell yeah. Definitely. Hell yeah, I'd sit with him for an hour. I'd, I'd um, probably rather sit with him for an hour than The Rock. Yeah, exactly. Honest. I mean, yeah, The Rock's famous and yada yada, but man, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll mark out for The Rock, but you of know, course. I'll I mean, it's The Rock. Maybe he'll give me a year's supply of tequila. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. But <laughs> believe it or not, when I was when I used to watch Sunday, you know, Saturday and Sunday wrestling in the what nineteen ninety eighty nine ninety. My favorite wrestler was uh, Rick the Model Martel, even more than Hogan back then. Wow. So, yeah. 
I actually, I, I, when I was in, I was in second grade, I, I had this, we lived in a townhouse, you know, two floors and I had this little space. We had these bushes and there was a space um, underneath my window. And I actually lied to my classmates and said that Rick, the model Martel came and spent the weekend at my house, but he slept in it in that space <laughs> behind my bushes. I, I have no idea, but that's crazy. <laughs> like, why would he come and sleep behind my bushes? I don't know, but oh, that was the story I told. Way to, way to paint him as a creep. <laughs> yeah, now looking at it, it's like if I told somebody, they'd be like, "Oh my god, it's okay. Are you part of do like yes, Rick Martell was sleeping in my bushes." <laughs> Poor guy, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, the only time I've ever seen him as a face was when him versus Shawn Michaels and Sherry was in the middle of it all. And even then, it's like, I was rooting for Rick Martell. And I was like, yeah. And then to find out later, years later, like, oh, he was a face also back then? Cool. If I'm not wrong, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, and I want to say WrestleMania 7, could have been 5, I want to say 7. Um, when he turned on Tito Santana. Wasn't that WrestleMania 7? What? Spoiler. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll right. get to that. We'll okay, get to oh, that. I got it. Okay. Erase like, that. I never knew he turned on Tito, but okay. I just thought, like, hey, let's... Well, erase that part, but Tito. seriously, did you not know, or are you saying that? For the... no, no, I did not know, but oh. we'll get to that part, so oh, okay. I'll start watching those matches all. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> like, man, now I gotta get ready for it. Oh, no. <laughs> I just um, ruined your childhood. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the highlight of the whole show would have to be Bobby the Brain Heenan in during in all these matches, um, and then doing a commentator commentating also in there. He I just think he's one of the best commentators. Interview, show up at a match. Interview, show up at a match. Commentate. Hey, I'm all for th- I'm three for three and oh, so yeah, mm. nobody's gonna beat my guy, and then he's gonna be in the main event. He <laughs> was all over the place. Um, he was the back one, then. Oh. which was I, I don't know who this guy was either. It's Hercules in a yeah. um, double count out when the yeah, to apply the submission hold on the person, the full Nelson, yeah, the full when that Nelson. was a dangerous move. <laughs> Oh, what a maneuver. <laughs> yeah, back then it was, though. It was that a was... dangerous maneuver. <laughs> um, 30 years later, still dangerous maneuver. <laughs> Bobby Lashley using it. The like, master lock. That's Crip true, master. actually. Yeah. Master lock, yeah, that's true. And it's been passed down for decades. That's true. But, but it's good to know where, like... It was here that laid the foundation. Hercules versus Billy Jack Haynes, and that yeah. match was double countout at seven minutes and forty-four seconds. Here's the rest of your money. Name another guy from from that era that was a, a master of the. I think um, wasn't it Tony Atlas also? Was he? Oh, well, he was before that era, though. Wasn't he more seventies? Yeah, he wasn't more seventies. I was thinking more of um, Lord, right? 
but uh, I guess a lot of people use it. A lot of the big guys, I guess, use the full mount. That's true. Uh, this match, it wasn't interesting at all to me. It's just like another throwaway. It's a filler, I guess. Billy Jack Haynes. I, and it was a double count now. Like, what? Why? I was a fan of Hercules. Not at that time. Later, like I said, I didn't see this live. I mean, obviously, I didn't see this live. But when I st- by the time I started watching this, I knew who Hercules was. Right. So I was I liked the match. Like later on, by WrestleMania seven, I knew who Hercules was. Right. And I started watching wrestling in '89, so I started watching around WrestleMania five. Oh, so yeah. By WrestleMania seven, because he was um, hanging out with Paul Roma, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. Hanging out with Paul Roma. Um, Power and Glory, yeah. Power and Glory, there it is, yes. Remember that. Um, yeah, it was double count out. Mm-hmm. On to the next match. That yeah, I didn't see. And it was um, four minutes of fun. Three minutes and 25 seconds of fun. <laughs> um, Hillbilly Jim, <laughs> and a bunch of midgets with King Kong, and a bunch of other midgets. <laughs> and Hillbilly Jim's team was the Haiti Kid and Little Beaver. Yeah. King Kong Bundy. No, these are real names, guys. King Kong Bundy's <laughs> team was Lil Tokyo. <laughs> and Little Beaver. Guess where Lil Tokyo was looking like and where was he from? And of course, the Lord Little Brook was from England. Well, yeah. Haiti I mean, kid, the Haiti Kid, guess where he's from? Haiti. Little Beaver was Yikes! Indian, uh, American Indian, and yeah, Native American. <laughs> I apologize, Native American. Um, shoot. Um, and this is what Miz has said in the past uh, years before, and I agree with him. It's like how you go from main eventing WrestleMania two with Hogan to this. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what did you do? Must Who have made some money, man. Who did you piss off? Right. King Kong Bundy, sir. Looking. Whose wife did you flirt with? Wow. Who did you make a pass at and say, I look like I'm on a walking condominium? Five. Oh, ah. <laughs> oh, this match was three minutes too long. Yeah. But it's made famous due to King Kong Bundy absolutely going off script. <laughs> and it's the best part. I don't care what anybody says. It's the best part where he just decides, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck these little midgets. Give him an elbow drop, and that's it. We're done. He scoops up little beaver. I'm serious about the name. Slams him on the mat. Slams him on the mat, which blows out beaver's back. <laughs> um, and then just like drops an elbow, and the match is over. with like, what? Why? Oh, Which at least is realistic. Yeah, he wasn't that, supposed to do that. That's how it should happen. Uh, fact also, King Kong. After King Kong Bundy dropped the elbow, Little Beaver was decided, "I'm going to retire. I'm saying I'm done. My back is broken. This walking oh, condominium." This walking condom just freaking broke my back. <laughs> uh, King Kong Bundy is quoted as saying, um, 
this little bitch decided to oh. kick me with his moccasins and it annoyed the hell out of me when he was I'm not supposed to touch him but he's he's not even supposed to touch me either and I just picked him up dropped him on the ground I didn't know he was gonna get hurt and Bieber passed away a few years later but he he felt bad after King Kong Bundy felt bad after and hoped that it wasn't because of him that caused his death. Look at that match again. I mean, it's short enough. I could watch it 10 times and still <laughs> be shorter than a, a current Raw uh, promo. It matches shorter than a woman's <laughs> back in the Divas. Uh, yeah. Era. <laughs> King Kong Bundy, though. Um, WrestleMania 2 with Hogan was... Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it, I mean, well, it was... It was a good match. Match, I mean, it was not, a, you know, Texas Cloverleaf match. It wasn't a... Kurt it wasn't, Angle it wasn't a five-star, but it was a King right. Bundy match. But it was good for, for being whole. Bundy, it was it was relevant at the time. I mean, it, at that time, it was relevant. Now it's like, oh, oh. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody now would care necessarily. But if he, it was relevant for that time, right? The first time ever seen King Kong Bundy was when he was with the Million Dollar Man's, um, the Million Dollar Corporation. Yeah, the the. I, that was I, my yeah, first, I guess that's what they called it. That was my first introduction to the condom. <laughs> uh, and of course, he was in um, Married with Children on all those times. Yeah. And he just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a cameo. Like every time he showed up for a cameo, like, the crowd would freaking roar. And I'm just like, why? And then I realized, like, oh, he's a wrestler. Cool. Great. And then I see him. Like, no. I knew who he was before I saw Married with Children. Yeah, it's like I knew who he was. And when I saw him with the Million Dollar Corporation, and yeah. then he with Bundy, um, yeah. and married with children, which is hilarious because like that's the only wrestler I've ever seen me do a cameo in a yeah. show. I at that time, yeah, he was probably time, the every first. other thing was like a movies, movies, Hogan, Hogan. Um, this should have been longer. I think it should have been longer. Uh, so the loser bows down, Matt, which is King Harley Race. Where's the junkyard dog? Uh, Harley won King of the Ring earlier that year, and he uh, went saying, I want everybody to bow down to me every time I I want everybody to bow down every time I beat them in a match. And junkyard dog said, No, never going to happen. I'm not, I don't ever bow down to anybody. And he doesn't. They they try to get him to bow down. He didn't. He stood his ground. Uh, great match to go through. Uh, Junkyard Dog really went in there, fought Harley Race. Uh, it was like, oh, cool. It was like Harley Race in a match against Junkyard Dog. Like, Junkyard Dog really was um, awesome back then, too. Like, he was relevant at the time. He's one of those, you gotta see him wrestle. You gotta see him wrestle. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to see Junkyard Dog. He's from the fifth, uh, the Hogan era, the Golden right. era. No, not the Golden, the Silver Age era. The uh, Rock and Wrestling era. Yeah, 
Mostly right. the rock and roll from there. It's just like, okay, cool. You get who these people are. He's over here, he bleeds people, and then he's uh, dancing with the kids. Yeah. Um, but he was relevant at that time, though. Really, really. Oh, another. Who was it? Um, Brat. Bra, the Brain? Weasel. Mm. Heenan's. Uh, uh, so Heenan is the manager of Harley Race. He brought in uh, Fabulous Mula mm-hmm. with the crown. Like, I orders her as soon as, not orders her, I guess, but yeah, tells her as soon as uh, he beats Junkyard Dog, and we're going to present him with the coronation and all that stuff, and Junkyard Dog will, you know, bow down. Right. And Junkyard Dog bows down, like, eh, but he does a little courtesy. And then he bows, like, all right, here, here's your bow. Then everybody leaves, and then Harley Race is like, yeah, I made this man bow down. <laughs> yeah. And then Junkyard Dog decides, nah, nah, damn, nah. <laughs> Be this chair, I'm going to hit you with the chair, and then I'm going to take your crown, and I'm going to take your scepter, and I'm going to take your robe, and I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to be KYJD, or King Junk, King Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that should have been longer than 422. It should have. Junkyard Dog deserved better. Uh, and I'm telling you, Heenan was like all over the place that night. Um, any facts about this match? No. What do you think of it? It was just a match. It was just it was- a match. You know, I don't think there was any a whole lot of relevance to it. Yeah, it was another filler. I think yeah, it was just it just happened. <laughs> um all right. Next match. Uh the dream team, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake defeated the Rojo brothers, Shock and Raymond. Mm-hmm. Duration of the match was four minutes. Four minutes long. I'm telling you, these matches they were they were all short. pretty much short. I'd rather, I'd rather be them long because like put the short matches on the massive square garden or wherever you're gonna do a house show. Like that's short, but not pretty yeah. WrestleMania. WrestleMania one, two, and two were like okay, these matches are long enough. Yeah. And I guess like no, let's just keep them short. Just keep them short. All right. So Greg the Hammer Valentine and Bruce Beefcake. Uh, Joshua Joe, who uh, I know when I first inter- was introduced to him as uh, the Mountie <laughs> and his brother Raymond. But Josh was like, oh, cool, they're faces. Oh, wow. I didn't know Josh was a face also. <laughs> but he was the Mountie, and then he became the Quebecers. With, right, with the right. You know, with um, who else? Bruce Beefcake, who I know is Hogan's best friend. Um, yeah, I was a fan of Beefcake back though. Yeah, I was a not fan back too, then, but I would say back in the day, not necessarily that early, but when I knew of him, I was a fan. Like the first time I was ever introduced to him was during the the shocking betrayal of Shawn Michaels to Marty Jannetty. And you know, on his, yeah, the barbershop. 
Uh, yeah, the barbershop, uh, which from then on, it's like, oh, Bruce Beakley, he's a barber now. Cool. And then, you know, um, John Michaels helped uh, Marginetti into the window. I knew about him a little bit before that because, like I said, my first, first, or the first paper I've ever seen, not live, but when I rented it on video, but it was the same year, more or less, maybe the very next year, but in the beginning was WrestleMania. So I knew of him from WrestleMania five when he wrestled DiBiase and he was oh. the barber. And I, yeah. and the, when he, when they did the barbershop, that might've been 1990, but it was a little bit after 1991, maybe. I know it was before 92 for sure. Um, when Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty. <clears throat> so they beat the team. Brutus Beefcake is left in standing in the ring and Greg the Hammer Valentine leave without him as you know, leaving us to believe that they're gonna break up. Mm-hmm. And which they did. Um no longer the dream team. And it's only the dream team for one night. And that's it for that match. Next is one that actually is, fits well to be a short match at six minutes and thirty-three, because I didn't know who Aiden Adonis was. I didn't know who he was back then either. I have to be and honest. If you're gonna have the Adonis names, like oh, wow. <laughs> and then I see him, it's like oh okay, I see. All right. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big fan. Okay. Like, I figured he'd be like, yeah, well, all right, cool. Uh, Roddy Piper beats Ian Adonis for six minutes and 33 seconds. Hair versus hair match. Um, <laughs> this match is actually built as Roddy Piper's last match. Um, he goes on to film a few movies, including They Live, mm-hmm. which is one of Roddy Piper's awesome movies of all time. And even though Piper would come back to compete in the future later on in life. But this was like him saying, like, yeah, this is my swan song. I'll be back though. He did a um a rock. He did a Dwayne Johnson. He was the mm-hmm. original Dwayne Johnson. Because then Hogan does the same thing. Yeah, after that, yeah. With the original um, hey, I'm gonna go do what I said I wasn't gonna do. Right. From WrestleMania one. I hate I hate Hollywood. Ah, all these people, why are they here? Turn around and you know, hey, here's a movie. You want to do it? Sure. What do I have to do? They live. Thirteen days before WrestleMania, Roddy Piper electrocuted himself. <laughs> and what a great way to start the the retirement tour, uh, yeah. huh? I'm gonna Adrian Adonis almost has Piper beat. Um, he goes over to the ropes, but you see Bruce Beefcake come back, try to revive Piper. He's like, no, get up, man. Come on, come on, come on. Piper gets up, beats Adrian Adonis, one, two, three. And, you know, it's such a coincidence that Bruce Beefcake is there because now they get to cut his hair. Right, they uh... <laughs> is there a, Is there a barber in the house? Hey, Bruce, you should be a barber for your next gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, here's some tears. Okay, cool. Let me cut this hair man. Yeah. <laughs> this is hair man. Adrian, <laughs> this is hair. 
like a what was it a half mohawk? Yeah, <laughs> more or less. More or less half mohawk. More or less. Um, so let's just say that Adrian Drown's an influencer. He influenced the half hair mo- half mohawk. Yeah, um, he was ahead of his time. Which was given to Hawk from the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's true. When he, they came over to WWF. Adrian Don did it first. Yeah, he did. Who wore it best? We should. Who wore it? <laughs> uh, next match, I had no history of ever watching again. The Hart Foundation and Danny Davis, who Danny Davis was a referee. You yeah, that. dangerous Danny Davis. Dangerous Danny. Um, they defeated the British Bulldogs. Um, yeah. With Tito Santana. Yeah. With Tito Santana. Even though you have a third wrestler in there that can wrestle, Danny Davis still picked up the win. Well, Danny, you know, he was one of those guys that he wasn't necessarily a name, but he was he was like a, a he knife. Like, anytime you needed whatever you needed, if you needed a referee, you needed a manager, you needed a wrestler, you needed a doctor a booker a driver he was like um what was the other guy the brawl you know he's done everything in wrestling another manager that was in there um which i sure he doesn't uh, get enough credit though it's uh the mouth of the south jimmy hart who no i think he's one of the best managers if 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 bobby number one jimmy hart's number two yeah, of course. Like I think he's one of the best, but I don't. I don't. I've never heard anybody say like, "Yeah, Jimmy Hart's the best." No, it's always oh, Bobby Dean yeah. or somebody else. Or um, to me, they're okay. It's be one whoever's number one, the other one's number two. Right. So to me, megaphone in hand and everything. Bobby, yeah. Bobby, but Jimmy Hart has uh, managed the careers of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah. Um, Foundation, Money Inc., the Nasty Boys. Um, yeah. Also responsible for a lot of our favorite theme songs from back in the day, too. Yeah, yes, he was. Um, during the match, Mary Hart decides to go on commentator, commentate, and she sounds really good on there. Like, I'm not going to lie. She's like, she yeah, good. For somebody who's, well. Even a few jokes here and there, like, I'm not related to any of the hearts, but you know, here I am calling this match. And I was like really impressed with her. I'm like, oh cool. Like not like every other freaking celebrity that goes in that like right. the entire time. No, she got down to it. Um Jesse Ventura's like always going in there and like <laughs> come on, dude. But no. Uh Mary Hart killed it. Uh, this match was really good. I loved it. All eight minutes of it. Well, yeah, I, I've I didn't see it live, but um, Hart Foundation, my number one favorite wrestler. It, it, I can't imagine it will ever change. Will always be Bret Hart. Number one. If anybody says who's your number one favorite, it won't take me two seconds to say it. Bret Hart. Yeah, so, Bret Hart was always um, my number one too. More than always, more than anybody. New generation era. Yeah. Um, yeah, execution and everything, and you know, new generation going to the 
attitude era. Because, yeah, that's pretty much it right there. New generation going to the attitude era. Um, watching his old stuff, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, okay, yeah. Um, I'm down with the Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. As a tag team, yes. But I just everything, up. the character, everything. Like, I can, my number two wrestler has probably changed, who knows, 10, 20, 30, 50 times. But my number one, if anybody ever asked me, if I, if they were, if I was held at gunpoint, it's always going to be Bret Hart. Like, I, I won't be the Judas. Uh, it's always going to be number one for me. <laughs> uh, next match, another short match. Which was, is okay. It was okay. Four minutes. Like, there they, they do. I mean, I'm short. It was okay. It was short also. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. <laughs> uh, Butch Reed versus Coco Beware. And that's the reason why it was short. Was like, I mean, he just had a, another good match, British Bulldog and Tilton versus the Heart Foundation and Danny Davis. Um, you're going to get through uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage in a minute. So let's give you a ridiculous match. Butch Reed defeating Coco Beware. I uh, wasn't into it. Butch, I was surprised that they put Butch Reed over, but. Like, I didn't know who Butch Reed was either. Me neither. That's why I'm. <laughs> like, Coco Beware, I do. He's a member of the Heart Foundation. He's not a member, per se, but it's like, yeah. he's a family family, family friend. Well, and um, remember, he even tag teamed with, um, I forgot oh, what the name was, but him and Owen. Owen. Yeah. Higher energy. Higher energy. energy. Higher yeah. energy, of course. I remember some things about Coco Beware. <laughs> with the overall. Or the, remember with the checker. The blue and the checker, with the blue and the checkered pants. Um, yeah, <laughs> were they overalls or were they? Um, they had like blue? straps. They had like well, with suspenders, whatever you want to call it. Who was they had time? pants with suspenders. They, I guess it wasn't overalls. It was pants with suspenders. Instagram was one of the time so it was mostly like parachute pants. Yeah, and they were like plastic, whatever. So let's give you high energy. Let's give you some uh, parachute pants. Right. Go out there and with suspenders. <laughs> Um, do some um, backflips, and you know, Coco, you do the your the fly thing. Motion. <laughs> Owen, you do the backflip, and right. then Coco left out somewhere, and Owen becomes Owen again. The, I had a um, a video cassette. It was a you know they do the compilations, and it was the called High Flyers, and so it featured all the. And so I remember they were on there, maybe even two matches they had on that video on that VHS. So I remember yeah, though they had the yellow, the blue, yellow, whatever, and they, but they had so it was pants. It wasn't overalls. It was pants and suspenders. Yeah, but, it was know. pants. It was um the MC Hammer pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous at the time, but yeah. No, then good. it was cool. Yeah, they were. Cool, man. It's ridiculous now. Now it's like, why? This is embarrassing. We apologize. Um, my favorite part of the show, my favorite, one of my favorite matches, one of my favorite moments, the entire match. You hear stories about it now, and you're just like, wow. And then you go back and watch it. And you're like, oh, cool. This and this and this. All right, cool. Uh, 
Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage for the WWF Intercontinental Championship, which mm-hmm. Randy Savage had. Um, even his promo, top notch, chef's kiss, mm-hmm. out there, extremely well done. Um, who was it? George the Animal Steel and Ricky Steamboat's corner. Uh, Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage's corner. And it, it was the best thing ever. They both wrote it on a legal paper. They had to remind each other, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And then it went smooth. It went smooth. Well, I think they had, I would say that they've had their best matches together. Steamboat's best matches, for sure, I best matches have been Steamboat. Steamboat's had matches with everybody. I think everybody, if anybody who's anybody has had at least one match, if they're from that time. Yeah, and I remember Ricky Steamboat um, first introduction to him was um, in WCW versus uh, Ric Flair in those Iron Man matches. Right, yeah. I think his best, Ric Flair's best matches were with Steamboat, I think. Yeah, I think you had to. You, You couldn't have a bad match with him. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the dragon? Was he still the dragon in those Ricky the Dragon, yeah. Ricky the Dragon. Um he shows up here, Ricky the Dragon against Steamboat. He's extremely the best match of the night. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean as far as wrestling, yeah. Um la- match lasted fourteen minutes and thirty five seconds, which is I'm not even gonna complain about it. You know, it could have gone longer. Night. Yeah. It could have gone longer. I mean, if this match was out here today, I know the crowd would be uh, chanting fight forever. Mm-hmm. Like, they would definitely be up on their feet for this match. Yeah. Yeah. Like, today's crowd would definitely love this match. Yeah, because I think nowadays they like wrestling. You know, Attitude Air was more about the attitude. Yeah. Uh, but it's I think now they're weird. starting to like more of the, the guys like uh, nostalgia era, uh, they, Dan, yeah. Daniel Bryan and all those guys. The retrospective look. Yeah. yeah. Like they like the more pure wrestling over the the characters. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of our favorite Attitude Era guys might not. I think if they were had to make it today, they might not make it the way that they did. You know, like I don't know if a would would be as popular today as he was twenty years ago. Maybe it's, it's hard. Like hard to me. drinking beer and you know trying to be basically that's um I'm gonna say it I don't care what he made that but that's basically um John Moxley's gimmick right there. Okay, like him coming out, beating us, and leaving. Yeah, cool. And then if Stone Cold wasn't out here today, that would be John Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, well, I, and I could be wrong. I can see that, but I also think John Moxley, at least for a while, was trying to be the... Was he yeah, trying to be the loose cannon? Yes, he like, was. Pretend he was crazy. and. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was he was trying everybody's. What was it like? The three little bears. This one's too hot. This one, 
this one's just right. So I guess we should try to find uh, whose gimmick okay. fit best. I'm just for like pre-COVID stuff, which you know, like looking at now, I was like, uh, he warned us. <laughs> Because wearing a mask before it was cool. Uh, next match, Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> this is Jake the Snake Roberts, who I had no idea he was face. Also, like I've Neither seen him as a face. Um, the first time I've ever seen him as a face, I think he was wrestling um, Rick Rude. And because okay, with life, and it was in the blindfold match. Uh, I believe it was a that was time. with Martel. That was with Martel. Was it with Martel? It was with Martel because Martel sprayed him in the eye with the atomizer with the. Yeah. Okay, so the yeah. And then he was blind. Yeah. And he was blind. So they did a blindfold mm-hmm. match. They the other one was um, versus Rick Rude, which nobody talks about at all. Like, I don't remember that match. When did he fight Rick Rude? I I saw it was SummerSlam or WrestleMania, but there was definitely a match where um, Rick Rude would match, come though. out as always, be like, "Okay, you came with me, right, girls?" And he would do his uh saying, yeah, and and hold on, I'm looking through. But he would do his thing and he caught the eye or somebody had told him, I think it was surprise, surprise, Bobby the Brain Heenan mm-hmm. who told him, like, yeah, that's um over there in the in the audience, um, Jake Roberts' wife is eyeing you, man. So he goes over there. <laughs> of course, like, hey, I see you have an eye for me. What's going on? What's up, girl? Let me holler at you. <laughs> he, does, he does the whole um, WYD on her, like, what you doing? And mm. she's all nah, married to uh, the snake man. So, ra- ravishing, ravishing, ravishing Rick Rue is all like, hey, let me get your number. And she's all like, I have a husband. He's in the back. And Jake Roberts finally comes out, no, nah, dude, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? No, go away. <laughs> It was hilarious. That was in October 29th of 1980. Okay. And they met at WrestleMania 4. So that was the the second. That's next next time we even say uh, WrestleMania 4. But (laughs) I think that was one of the matches that actually like from WrestleMania 4. And besides the whole tournament. But... Um, he does that. They fight, and that was the first time I ever seen Jake the Snake um, as a face. Other times, he was the dude that freaking um, had a snake fight. Randy Savage. He was the yep. guy that tried to get um, what's his name? Undertaker to beat Randy Savage. He, he's a snake. The VDT. He knocked out um, Ricky Steamboat with a DDT. I remember those. Like, yeah, he's the, he's he's that guy. And the reason why he wasn't the face, the reason why he wasn't the top face, Hulk Hogan. 
always leave Hulk Hogan the top face. Well, yeah. He was definitely the guy. Definitely the guy. Like, he's one... Jake Roberts, uh, prime Jake Roberts back then, uh, should have been a champion of any time. Like, why wasn't he... Uh, why didn't he have a belt? I think there was a lot of guys that should have. Yeah, going down the... I mean, yeah, if we're going to go on... Roddy Piper. A lot of uh, the British Bulldogs know how to... Mr. Perfect. Um, no. Greg the Hammer. Yeah, that's you right. Know why yeah, Bruce right. doesn't have it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he should have had at least um, once. He should have had a Fred. We know King Kong Bunny is why he doesn't have it. Rick Martell, I would say. Yeah. Should have been the guy. The guy. But he then... Should have been the guy. Uh, or at least, yeah. But... Um, you know, Hogan as known as being the world champion all those three years. Yeah, he was you realize that the Intercontinental Championship was the second belt. So it's like mm-hmm. it was, we whenever had I twenty see, belts back then. Yeah, whenever I've seen someone hold the Intercontinental Championship, they'd be like a heel. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, Oh, so he's the top. He if Hogan's the top face, the Intercontinental Championship is always the top heel. Well, didn't they back then? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they call the Intercontinental Belt? Didn't they call that the uh, what they called it the belt? The word because that was the one that would change more often. That was the one that would get um, contested far often. It seemed like yeah. Than the heavyweight belt, but like we said before, though you have to remember, and we you they didn't have a pay per view every month. So I mean, if you only had four pay per views a year, you're not going to give away your belt on a Monday night. And they didn't even have Monday nights yet. You're not going to yeah. give away your belt on S- Sunday superstars. So you're going to give away your belt during it was gonna, right. So it was going to be one of the four pay per views. I mean, so holding a belt back then for you defended it eight times. You know, now it's twenty four times at least. And then even now they'll give away a belt on a Monday Night Raw. They weren't doing that back then. But again, they didn't even have Monday Night Raw back then. Nope, they did. So it was like back um, then, you you know, if you had the belt, you had the belt for a while. So the honky tonk man beats Jake Roberts in the seven minute match. After the match, we get the reason why Jimmy Hart is gay is afraid of snakes. Oh, yeah. also, you know, Jimmy Hart. Came out with Hong Kong Man, and here Jake Roberts came out with mm-hmm. um, Alex Cooper, which he was the um, Snake Man himself. Yeah, he was the Snake Man himself. Um, Mr. Alex Cooper, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> yeah, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Uh, he does that. Uh, it's hilarious seeing him in there, and it's Michigan. So he's from Detroit, so. Um, oh, okay, I didn't it. know that. That's the reason why he was there. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. And rock and roll, so let's get him there. Well, and he was a big deal back then, you know, with all the obvious. I mean, he was the back then, and then he had some song. What is it? The he did the Friday the Thirteenth song, and then like you said, he the Snake Guy too. So it only yeah. would make sense. I can only imagine him being told like, "Yeah, you're gonna be get beat by an Elvis impersonator." 
Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> I liked Honky Tonk Man back then. I liked, him. but again, I was a kid. I mean, he they were supposed to appeal to kids. Yeah, pretty much. He he was one of those top heels that should yeah. have been, you know, up there. Well, he did get the Intercontinental Championship later on. That's true. And he held it for a long time. He held that thing for a long he time. Held it for a long time. Yeah. I loved his theme music. <laughs> the Hong Kong theme music. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, match, which I had no interest in seeing, watching at all, uh, is just there, I guess. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Oh, yeah. Bees. With Slick, why? I don't know. Brian and Jim Russell, along with um, Ho, Jim Duggan. <laughs> um, Slick and Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov's corner. Why? Yeah, why? Why? I why? don't know. I have no idea. Came out earlier with Slick Reed. Right, which can make sense. I, I mean, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, why the Lion Iron Cheek could have just all... I don't even know. I don't even, I'm not even going to guess. Decides <laughs> to keep his wardrobe even after Kobe Beware um, ripped him apart. <laughs> came out with Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov still raggedy as hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you didn't have time. Dude, you had like... Uh, a 15-minute match between right. you and then you had Hong Kong versus Jake Roberts. You right, he could have changed his clothes. <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen. It was like, alright, this match happens. Um, I know it's almost close to the show, but I, I see why it was close to the show. Like, okay, um, you guys had uh, your, your fun. Um, the way he was booking these things is like a uh, Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Big match. Uh, another big match. All right, let's let's tone it down. Let's like go with it. Five minutes, six minutes, like five forty-four. Mm. Almost six minutes. Let's get it to the main event. Let's get out of here. For <laughs> this match is like I have no idea who these people are. I know who Iron Sheik is. Sheiky, sure, yeah. make you humble. And I know who Nikolai Volkov is because he was a. Right. Uh, Scent guy in the Million Dollar Corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like freaking, he sold out. <laughs> yeah, by that time, yeah, because he was a face for a while, and then Teddy Biasi buys him. Like you're yeah. a scent guy now. You're you're not money. You're a scent. <laughs> he was popular before Fifty Cent was ever popular. Yeah. There's that five minute match. Cool. Next, there's a Hogan versus Andre Giant match. Right, which was it was um, Hogan being the WWF World Champion for three years. Mm-hmm. Andre goes, ah, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. Gets a big trophy. Andre Giant gets another a small trophy though for being undefeated for three five years actually. And now he gets all like, "You're kidding, right?" I get I'm undefeated for five years, and this, and I get a little tiny trophy. Hulk Hogan gets the big trophy for not showing up ever, <laughs> which pretty much was it at the time. Pretty he, much, like three years of getting matches like every four months, 
four big four big months of matches. Right. I mean, yeah. Held on to it until the, like you said, three years. Of course, the lore that the Andre Giant is drinking. Yeah. Uh, the beers. Thirteen <laughs> bottles of freaking wine before the match. Yeah, something like something crazy. Something crazy. Um, his back was hurting at the time, so it's like, right. okay, should we do this? Should we not? Um, backstage, Vince has Paul Orndorff ready to replace Andre. Imagine if that would happen. Oh, wow. Oh, we came to see Andre the Giant. We didn't come to see this guy, Mister Wonderful. No. It would that been, whole it place would, wouldn't have been, been memorable. I, I already want my money back. Give me <laughs> my money back if you're gonna bring out Paul Rondorf. It wouldn't been it wouldn't have been wonderful at all. Um, <laughs> but he gets in there. He's drunk. Not even drunk. He took those thirteen bottles of wine, um, but he smelled like it. And Hogan's been saying, like, yeah, he he was freaking off. This <laughs> has um, been said that this match was horrible from start to finish. I understand why after hearing that he drank 13 bottles of wine. Um, I was entertained by it. I was like, oh, shoot, Hogan, here we go. Theme music and everything. Um, Bobby Bean. Bobby Bean. Bobby the Brain Heenan um, <laughs> all night. Uh, I'm going to be the manager of the WWF World Champion. Just wait and see. He's been really, his freaking stable has been with the Heenan family. Has that been announced yet or not yet? But, uh, I don't think so. Okay, no, so I think that was WrestleMania 4. So his Heenan family, either way, we're going to call it the Heenan family. His yeah. family has been winning the entire night. And then he gets the Hulk Hogan versus Andre, and then like, oh, here we go, here we go, time to yeah. For this, um, Hogan tries to pick up Andre first minute of the match. No, they both fall. Andre's on top of Hogan. One, two, almost. Hogan said it. He almost had him. He picked up his elbow. And his shoulder, I'm sorry. He picked up his shoulder, but it was blocked because Andre was like two on top of him. But we almost had a freaking bot where Andre is the new champion out of a minute match in there. And it was weird to see. But they did it, and he um, hulks out. He does the whole uh, you and everything. And I mean, much. looking at it now, the entire match like, wow, it's horrible. But his arms are like, oh, yes, Hulk Hogan, my favorite wrestler of all time, is fighting this monster. And he picks up the monster. Big deal. Big deal. Every huge deal. Freaking pop at the end. And he beats them one, two, three, is done. He, Andre the Giant passes the torch yeah. to Hulk Hogan. Huge deal back then, and I have to. I I I won't lie. I I had to cheat, but um, 
So apparently the Heenan family was around for a long time and even started back in 84, 85 in WWF. But when I was aware of it, I was aware of it um, around WrestleMania 4, WrestleMania 5. But Yeah, I was aware of it during um, Andre the Giant and... Yeah, when they macho and all that stuff and that's why the Mega Powers. And that was when I knew about it. Basically, who hasn't Bobby Heenan managed? That's the question you gotta ask. I mean, no top faces, I guess. Well, no, I, I take it back. So, Hogan, he's never, right? He was never a, Heenan was never a face manager, if I recall. Is that right? Top faces that always turn heel, so. When they turn heel. Yeah. So, never Hogan. Um, was he, did he ever manage Macho Man? I wanted to say during the whole um, Macho King, but no, that was Sherry. No, that was Sherry, yeah. So I don't think so. I don't think Macho. He was with Ric Flair. He brought in Ric Flair yeah, to work with him. He yeah. was managing Ric Flair, and then he gave it to Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Haku, Barbarian. Haku, yeah. Haku was Ming, right? Was Ming Haku and Ming, Ming. same guy, right? No, Haku was Ming, yeah. Yeah. Um, how about um he was with Demolition at one point, wasn't he? Or no? Um Demolition was I know I know Hart was with Demolition at one point. Demolition. Yeah. Yeah, was Well, I know um, Mr. Fuji was with him, Mr. but Fuji. yeah. I think didn't Jimmy Hart? I think turned on the Hart Foundation and went with Demolition, mm-hmm. at least for time, if I recall. Okay. I, if I, I recall, I, I could be wrong. I, I would believe it too, because Jimmy Hart was the second weasel. Well, the yeah, he would weasel. turn on everybody too. So, <laughs> I mean, and then like towards the end of his uh, WWF career, he turned on Moon Inc. and went face, and you know, um. Yellow, yeah, that's right. Red and yellow, team red and yellow. WrestleMania nine, you're talking about. Well, around the time of WrestleMania nine. Yeah, yeah, when he turned up, and DiBiase. Yeah, yeah, the money, right? Yeah, money. Yeah, you said it. No, you said it. I was. Yeah, Um, the Midnight Corporation. Mm -hmm. That's the best, second best stable of all time. Um, at the time, that was the deep freaking stable of WWF mm-hmm. where he just like uh, everybody would go to him but, like, go home happy now you, every, now you gotta lose your matches uh, <laughs> but yeah those were the best times ever um, Bobby Heenan is the best manager of all time no doubt about yeah, it I can agree with that like looking at this card now yes I can agree with that. Mm. All right. So, what do you think of the card? Um, back then, obviously, was more into it. I mean, you had to. Like I said, I didn't see it live, but I saw it probably four or five years after. But these people were still very relevant at that time. I think it was a fun. Um, now. Uh, if you're not a historian, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot, uh, except for maybe, I don't know, 
maybe two matches. And again, it's because I, I still, I'm still, like I said, for Rick Martel, for Steamboat, and um, for Valentine. But I don't need it in my collection. If I had it in my collection, it would, it would just be to have all of them. But it wouldn't be one that would get played a lot. Um, the roster. Um, I see why the roster is there. Um, King of Bundy. Yeah. He got the short end of the stick here. Um, yeah. Fighting some midgets. <laughs> with, and um, Hillbilly Jim being with midgets. But I understand why. I mean, I don't understand why. It was like, you just had him in a freaking main event last year. Right. That's, yeah. And now he has him fighting midgets and <laughs> poor guy. You know, killing the beaver. Although Hillbilly, I could see it because he was always, he was never like a, he was a big guy, but he wasn't a monster guy. Like his whole shtick was being comedic. So it wasn't really, I didn't see that as a step down for Hillbilly Jim. No. Because that was his whole. Hillbilly Jim will do it. Like he's a face. He's a freaking face face. Like he's a guy that should have had a another belt also. Yeah. Should have had his own cartoon show too. Like he was that kind of character. But he, I mean, he was in the cartoon. He was he, in the cartoon, yeah. He was in the cartoon. cartoon, yeah. But I could even see him having his own. Like, he was that kind of... Like another... Uh, are are the cartoons on Peacock also? I don't know. Because I might have to take a dab at watching one of those. Like, I don't think I can handle it, but it's like, we'll see. Yeah, I have to look that up. Um, the roster was pretty good um, for that time. No, it definitely was relevant. It was definitely relevant for that time. Rick Martel, Tom Zank, don't know who that is. No, but Rick um, Martel, Bob Orton, Morocco is an old school guy. Morocco, he was, but he was towards his like Morocco then was probably like how you probably look at like I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, he'll, he'll have a few years, <laughs> that's it. Cowboy Bob Orton, another guy. Like yeah, he'll have a classic years, guy. And that's it. Um, he would have been like a legend contract back then. Yeah, so is Billy Jack Haynes. Hercules was a was a, um, was still young. Yeah, Hercules was the Chris Masters back then. Yeah, like I'm green, but at the same time later on, like oh now he's a freaking main eventer. Now mm-hmm. he can go for it. Um, what do you got with Paul Roma? Yeah. Paul Roma. Harley Race, that's the legend contract right there. Junkyard Dog, those two are legends. That's oh, yeah. Names for sure, yeah. Because Junkyard Dog, we don't see them anymore after that. Like, except for a few matches here and there, but they're not relevant anymore. Harley Race will always be relevant. He will always well, be yeah. Relevant. He was um, like a Hogan. Greg, same with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, for sure, yeah. The Rojo Brothers, of course. Yeah. Um, Dino Bravo, who was in the corner of Greg Hammer Valentine, and mm-hmm. not the Rojo brothers. I I can see Raymond's leaving, and then Jock stays behind. Like, all right, I'm starting my own freaking gimmick. Um, Mountain. <laughs> um, Brutus Beefcake overstayed his welcome. Like, I don't fucking care that you're best friends with the guy. No, I like him. Him and his 12 gimmicks over the years. And there might have been more 
than 12 gimmicks, but I believe he's had 12 gimmicks. At least 12, I would say. Baker's dozen. (laughs) They have no idea why he's there. Um, Probably, like, let's make fun of the fat guy. Yeah. People, if you were a wrestling fan growing up, he would have been like, oh, I remember that guy. You know, if you were 25 at that time, you would have been like, I remember that guy. Like, I'm it's like some of these matches, like I, I know who these people are, and then some of them, like I should just check on his other matches and see if he's any good, yeah. and see if he, his match would have gone longer with the other guy, mm-hmm. which I probably will. Like, like, okay, we'll see. Um, the Hart Foundation is the British Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. They've been, and I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen Hart fake Bret Hart fight, um, Davey. Boy Smith mm-hmm. and in WWE or WWF, yeah, yeah. instead of the whole um, SummerSlam match that they had, yeah, which they made a big deal out of. But this is like the first time ever. It's like, oh, okay. Well, they did fight before, but just mm-hmm. they just made it to where the whole family thing. Um, now, British Bulldog is married to Hart's sister, right? And, Jim Neidhart is there too. So there's that. And I love their their chemistry, their um their history together, the Hart Foundation, both of them. Um Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart being best friends and then they're not. And British Bulldog in there. And Dynamite Kid, pretty awesome. Man, I guess. Like he, he was like towards the end of his rope too. Like okay. Oh yeah, he was definitely he, he, the tail he, end of his he, career. He's on the line here. Oh. I had no idea who that was. Could beware, of course, he's there. Flying <laughs> high. Uh, like that whole match was just there. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was there. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it happened it, for three minutes. He should have been there. <laughs> what happens? Nothing really. Nothing. Did happen? <laughs> At a WrestleMania. How dare they? Uh, Ricky Steamboat. I could see him still be if him if he was still in his prime. I could see him, um, like fighting people like uh, Daniel Bryan and. Oh, now yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. all these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Savage it will always be Randy Savage. Like we could have Black Machismo come back and just still, hey, oh, Randy gosh. Savage again. <laughs> um, Honky Tonk Man, Poor Man's Elvis, <laughs> Elvis Impersonator. Well, I guess I was the them all because. <laughs> If there's ever another gimmick, that like goes, I'm sure he'll be there. <laughs> I, he's like one of those top guy heels that should be there. That should yeah. have held the WWF Championship also. Should have at least for a month, for one pay per view to the next. Jake Robinson will never freaking go away. Yeah, so he be the spokesperson for DDP Yoga forever. <laughs> uh. A guy will make you humble. Iron Sheik. Um, best best heel ever. I'm telling you. If Hogan 
way to handle a nemesis, the Iron Sheik is it. Andre Giant's a close second, but the Iron Sheik is the reason why he's there. Nikolai oh, Volkov, yeah, I can see that. Nikolai Volkov, I can see him now, and like trying to do this whole thing and being like uh, uh, the Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian brew. I forgot his name. Well, he's there with Lana. Um, <laughs> Rusev, yeah. I can totally see him and Rusev working something together. Uh, the killer bees, no idea who they were. Yeah, no. Andre the Giant, um, legendary, of course. Yeah. Like, if he was still around at least for another few more years, he would definitely like be a um, not a top guy, but a guy in the back helping the new guys everybody in in production and everything. I could see him totally doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him in the back. Hogan would never well, help anybody. Not Hogan. Hogan doesn't help anybody. Hogan will just be Hogan. Of course. <laughs> Hogan helps himself. Hogan Hogan's still WWF champion. Great. <laughs> he he probably, probably would. Great. He'd make himself champion today if he could. He'd probably jump in the Royal Rumble and win it. I mean, why not? Aren't they going to do something similar to that soon? Or or should I not mention that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are they? I... Are, is it, isn't, aren't they going to do that to... Uh... <clears throat> to... Oh my goodness, I have no idea. Well, they're going to do um, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg? Right. Isn't that, that basically Hogan? Isn't oh, Goldberg basically yeah, Hogan? Yeah. This... Hogan. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I hope it doesn't no. happen. Uh, uh, I... If he does, it'd be a surprise. It'd be a huge shock. It'd be a huge twist. It won't be a shock to me. But it'd be a shock to me because why hold the belt for this long, lose it, win it again, and then go off to WrestleMania and lose it again? Yeah, it won't be a shock to me because, one, Gold, Roman Reigns doesn't need to put over by Goldberg. What, what, what would be the use of that? Like, Roman Reigns' stock are not gonna, is not going to go up. By going over Goldberg, no, really, wasn't. nobody's stock would go. But I mean, I guess maybe if I if they hired me to be, let's say, if they came to Baltimore and uh, I had my first match and I beat Goldberg, that might get me some stock, right? But wrestler is going over Goldberg at this point is not going to do you any good. No, but giving Goldberg. Oh my god! I don't know. I I can see it happening. I don't know why they would put Goldberg in a match if they're not going to give him the in a match if they're not going to give him the title for at least a week or a me a day. Maybe he'll lose it the next day. I don't know, but I just I I won't be surprised if it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But if it happens, eh, I called it. I'll I mean, I love how they're like letting him be this champion this long. Just to take away the, from the fact that CM Punk had it also, but we're going to make sure that the top guy in the, is Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And whatever CM Punk did, like, meh, that's an afterthought now. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's that. I could see it. 
we'll see. We'll see. What impact does this show have on pop culture? WrestleMania three. I would. I mean, wrestling culture back then a lot. Pop it culture. Three. It was a trilogy. Trilogy suck. <laughs> I like Scream three. But... Hey. Uh, the only good thing about this was um, Aretha Franklin. Legendary, of course. Well, yeah. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Celebrity status. Sure, yeah. Uh, and is it rewatchable? Uh, I, uh, I, 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 that's it. I'm done. I'm not watching this again. I don't need to watch it again. It's like the, the there's a reason the only match I ever watched were those two matches, and I saw they were the best. And then watching the entire thing, it's like, damn, yeah, <laughs> King Kong, buddy. It was like watching for the sake of just like having that King Kong Bundy moment where he beats up a midget and almost kills him. <laughs> like, yeah, he beat up a midget. Say it with me, he beat up a midget. He beat up a midget. He he definitely did. Um, <laughs> and unique rating system. How many videotapes out of ten would we give it? And would we take it with us to school to have it watch? With our friends during an elective class, which I know that was EBS <laughs> at the time. At the time, um, I'm, I'm just gonna e- go. considering that three gets a three. Gets a three. <laughs> a three, yeah. Considering that there's only two matches that are um, worthy of even watching it, and then. That last match was just eh, okay, I guess. Yeah, and I'm what cool. I take now, it wouldn't be worth showing anybody unless it just happened to be on TV. <laughs> and the three also three out of ten videotapes. Yeah. Um, showing my friends, nah, I'm not. Hey, um, I'm gonna dub this tape. I'm gonna show you the the only good thing about this match. <laughs> Uh, two matches and that's it. Oh yeah, and the little saying of King Kong Bundy blowing the beaver back, <laughs> blowing the beaver's back. There, that's <laughs> <Is that> it. <laughs> oh man, little beaver. Rest in peace, little beaver. I apologize, poor guy. But King Kong Bundy, you know, he was just out of it. Like, I, I'm tired of this guy hitting me. Yeah, I don't blame him. Like I said, he was main event the year before, so he was irritated already anyway. Like, why am I here? Uh, you're here because of this. Payday, buddy. Payday. Alright. Right. Pay me my money. <laughs> right. I went out and did what you asked me to, but he pissed me off. <laughs> um, I can't believe we talk more about King Kong Bundy than the entire show. Which is ridiculous. It is fun. Watching it is fun, but never doing it again. Nah. Um, no, I'll probably ask the other shows first. But yeah, uh, that was our WrestleMania 3 uh, take on the moment. The reason I picked WrestleMania 3 was for those two matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I didn't think the entire show would just be wow, filler, filler, filler. No time. But hey, it happened. So that's my first entry into the greatest moments of WrestleMania. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised looking back. I, If somebody would ask me, I would say, oh, WrestleMania 3 has got to be a classic. But actually watching it again... No, it's not a classic. No. <laughs> like WrestleMania 1 was a classic. WrestleMania 2 was, uh, was there. It's okay. It was, yeah. No, I'd rather have watched WrestleMania 9. I, I call hey, WrestleMania, I like WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 9. classic rather than WrestleMania 3. <laughs> I like WrestleMania 9. I, I did too. Um, but WrestleMania 3 had its moments and not its Yeah, and they were short. They had its seconds. <laughs> they, they did what they had to do. Even yeah. if it meant blowing up Beaver's back. And that was my last beaver joke. We're good. We're good. Okay, folks, that's it for our WrestleMania retrospective. Um, join us next week for another WrestleMania moment. For now, I'm Ernie. I'm Mike. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you for your support. Um, listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on Anchor. We're there. At um all things wrestling podcast all right see you guys later what i'd like to have right now is for all you fat filthy iowa sharecroppers to keep the noise down while i take my robe off and show the ladies what a real man looks like can't talk Hit like the that music. about me,